the homo happy hours. Good for you. Oh, it's so good for you, for real, for fun, for everyone. You're listening to Out Loud Orlando, the Homo Happy Hour, the most unique radio show and podcast heard of its kind. When every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and we're at here at 91.5 FM WPRK, the best in basement radio. Basement. Basement Radio. This is episode 70, our Christmas episode. No! Yes, and you hear him jingling over there. First of all, I'm your host with the most, Mr. DJ Crazy JC John. And you hear him over there with his bells jingling away. It is Tom the Elderberry. Ho, 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 John. Ho, 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 and a holly jolly. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, too. I love the holidays. Yes. It actually felt like winter today a little bit. It did. It felt very much like winter. It, was, it kind of snapped me into the spirit. Right, right. I'm trying to figure out this time. <laughs> I'm like looking at two things at once. It's so funny. So, yeah. Are you ready for Christmas? As ready as I'm going to be. I, I'm ready for it to come. I'm not not for it to go, but I'm ready for it to hurry up and get here. I'm kind of anxious about it. I'm like, I just want it to get here. <laughs> it's nice that it's on a weekend this year. Yeah, it is. It is, especially a Saturday. It's been like eight years. Yeah. Long time. It's been a while. It's... um. It's it's fun though because I mean this year I'm like into Christmas so I haven't been into Christmas since like 2006 and <laughs> I figured it was about time and so now I'm like really festive really waiting for it to get here it's gonna be here in four days I know. so I'm happy and I hope our listeners are having a great holiday season yes and are enjoying themselves and are just as happy for a Merry Christmas like we are. Or whatever holiday you Or whatever holiday, right, because Kwanzaa is the day, isn't Kwanzaa the day after or is it the day of? Um, And then, of course, we've already been through Hanukkah. Boxing Day for our Canadians. Boxing Day, yes, and we've already been through... um, through Hanukkah and COVID, they've had their. <laughs> oh no, we're still going we're through. Still COVID. going through. Oh, <laughs> we are still going through it with COVID. <laughs> Cannot say bye, Felicia. Enough to this. Exactly. Oh, exhausting. That's, it's crazy that it's that exhausting. much. Exhausting. I hate whenever this doesn't have any time on it. <laughs> oh, it's time for bells. Bell, bell time, and it's time for a proverbial. Oh, it's time for clink. I made today's clink. concoction. What yes. Do you, what do you think about it? Lovely, just lovely. It has a nice little woodsy note in the back of my throat. It does. I like woodsies in the back of my throat. It's apple cider and jack honey with juniper berries. Mmm. Mm. The juniper berries give it that woodsy kick. Yeah, like you're eating a juniper plant in the yard. <laughs> I think I've fallen into one or two of them. <laughs> at least once. <laughs> Late at night or early morning, depending on how you view it. Exactly. It's, it's all it's all in perspective. <laughs> that was my um that was one of the two things I learned this week. But what two things what have you the, taken what, from this what, past what week? What were your two things? Well my first thing is it's better to work smart than to work hard. You can still work hard, but work smart. And I learned that because my neighbor was having a garage sale or yard sale this weekend. And whenever me and my partner had a yard sale previously, 
we like I was like oh okay here take this for this much just trying to get rid of stuff so I was like lowballing and you know I'm like yeah just take this and take this and we constantly were ju- just back and forth and running around and getting stuff done yeah well our neighbor made about the same amount that we made and he worked smart he only he'd have like one person come up and he'd get 200 bucks out of them he'd have another person come up and he'd get 100 bucks out of them and I'm just sitting there and I'm like okay okay next time that we have a garage sale or yard sale I'm gonna have to work smart and not hard garage sales are a knack yeah if someone shows you the interest the first time get the money yeah immediately cash me outside and and people say okay we'll come back and then they won't Mm. oh no he i was so proud of him i was like girl you got these you got these you know already you've got this money going make it when it's in the morning time and and it's great because he gets the place he gets them it's like it's not quite dumpster diving but it's like you know he he gets it all for free let's put it that way so it's the karmic seed it's it's all profit. It's not like, oh, I bought this, so I'm going to sell this for this much. No, he got it all for free. So it's like total 100% profit. It's lovely. I tell you, that's working smarter. <clears throat> Side hustle. The other thing I learned this week is that I'm getting old. <laughs> I used to think. You're stealing one of mine. But you know how you always laugh about, um, about older people eating so early? Well, well, I've gotten to where, well, and it's for trying to lose, it's for losing weight for me, but I've gotten to where 7 p.m. is like the very latest. That is like eating too late. I have to eat like 5 to 6, 5 to 5.30 really is what I prefer. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, here, give me my, let me go cook dinner. It's 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It'll be ready by 5.30. The last thing I'm watching every day before I go to sleep is a shepherdy. <laughs> no, I do stay, I do stay up to a whopping 10 p.m. <laughs> mm, how long have you been asleep? Like from 9 to 10, you're dozing or resting your eyes. Yeah, yeah. from 9 to 10, I pretty, that's whenever, that's my knockout time. Hydration, a creature. And then once I wake up and get off the couch, then mm-hmm. I go to bed, and that's about 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. But I don't get up at like 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> and I, my dad does that. He gets up super early. I'm like, oh, gosh, you're old. <laughs> that was my first one. And that was, to de- that, no, yeah. Ah, we both learned, we both got the same thing out of this past week. Cool. <laughs> uh, just deal with your mortality. Yeah. If you have to take a minute longer, take a minute longer. Yes. And the second one is to be mindful of older people because they're having a minute longer than you. Yes, it takes a bit longer for them, especially if they have RA, if they have rheumatoid arthritis or any arthritis, really. I'm trying to not be snappy. Yeah. Yeah. It's the holidays. Don't snap everybody's head off. Right. That is so weird when you do see somebody. They're running around Christmas shopping. And you know, they're like, oh, yeah, I love Christmas shopping. But they get so snappy against other people. You know, like, I got that first. Bullshit. You know, yeah. yeah. And especially with the shipping issues. But that see, I just walk by and go, ah! <laughs> especially with the shipping issues that we have. Mm. That's so funny. So let's you go ahead and talk about our local people. Holiday local. Local holiday jingles. I well, got some good ones. The first thing I want to say is Stonewall is still gay. Ooh, 
breaking tea update. Okay. That bomb that you dropped last week about the dual bars? Yes. One of them is wrong. Oh, okay. It was Stonewall. Right. The other one was not purchased, but what was purchased was Faces. Okay. Because the guy that owns Faces owns the Maryland Fried Chicken. Right. And he's divesting himself because of everything. Oh, so, so that's they where the up, girls... They picked up a full liquor a license on that location. At Faces. Mm-hmm. Well. Hmm. Updating breaking news. <laughs> and Stonewall is still gay. They On Monday nights, they have their Unity Night still. And they also have their Savage Saturday still going. Savage. So I was like, that's good to see that we're not going to be losing for the time being right now. I think we now. might be gaining one. Really? If they turn faces into anything for our community. Oh, that's true. If they do turn faces. I don't think it will return to what it was. You mean the girls bar? That type of girls bar. Right. Okay. Okay. But I think they could compete on a liquor front with like the Woodstock yes. crew. Yeah. If there was a little neighborhoody place in that locale. That right. wasn't. I might get shanked here. Right. Yeah. That's. That's true. We'll have to see. That would be so. That would be nice if it would be nice for the girls to have a place also because I mean they only have one night a week at Southern. Technically, yeah. I mean they can still go anywhere they want and whenever they but want. I think, I but think from my perspective and just my perspective, girls can go out with other girls and go anywhere. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a sexual. Ooh, sexuality okay. specific right locale right or bar right that's true that it's is different true. for the flamers right well that's where it'd be different for the butchies the butchies would have to go they they want to go to a girl's bar lesbian bar that they want to a go at. Bar. yeah we, we should ask what faces used to be <laughs> oh yeah yes ask my friend over at southern <laughs> no no Raisa. Oh, yes, Raisa. Raisa would probably know. Raisa, the telenovela villainess turned queen. Yes. She's been doing lovely. She's really into this whole car show stuff. I tell you, I like a car because it gets you from A to B and C, but... I like the cars that go boom. I'm not like a car aficionado. I'm not like... I, I like to fix cars, but I don't... I'm not one of those kind of, oh, yeah, I'm going to put thousands of dollars into my car so it looks so cool. I, but, I mean, it's each their own, but that's just not my... You do you, boo. I see them, and, and I'm looking at them like, oh, yeah, that's nice, but all this money people are putting into their car to snazz it up and look good and be, you know, to keep up with the Joneses and the car club and stuff like that. But all it takes is one ding of an accident and boom, that's thousands of dollars lost. On Morgan and Morgan. Because I don't know if insurance covers that, do do you? I think you'd have to have a special rider. Special riders for that. You probably just, yeah, because you have to, with insurance, something that people don't know, I'll teach y'all a little something about food delivery service that 
really even even um, ride share services you have to watch what your insurance says because there are some insurances that will drop you like, like a hot, hot. potato mm-hmm. and they will also come after you for fraud Mm-hmm. Because they're like, hey, you're not supposed to be doing this. Now, there are some insurance. You have to do your homework. Um, but there are some insurances that you can get a special rider and you pay a small amount extra every month to be able to do ride sharing and, and food delivery. Right. I got some cute local things. What's that? Well, on December 22nd at 3 p.m. Uh-huh. and December 24th at 5 p.m., Gidget Galore is doing an online drag queen story hour. Yes, she is. It's going to be live streamed from their Facebook website. From the centers. Oh, so from the center. Um, yeah. The centers. So you can watch it from there. Yes. And through that portal, if you choose to make donations to the center, that's going to happen. I love when they do that. And then in tandem... On twelve twenty six, the day after thanks our Christmas, when uh-huh. we're really hungry. Yes, it's Pom Pom's sixteenth anniversary. Yes, and they're giving sixteen percent of their sales that day to the center. Oh, they are. Oh, good for Pom. Just never ceases to amaze me. And we're talking about Pom's sandwicheria and tea room. Tea Pom. house and sandwicheria. Yeah, <laughs> tea room. Not that kind of tea, sis. <laughs> That's what I. Think. I know you do. <laughs> but Pom's is on Bumby. George Michael in it all over the place, right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Last Are we Christmas. We in LA. <laughs> Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. <laughs> this year, it's under the floorboards. I'm just watching it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So let's holiday magic. Yeah, so also local. There, so we talked about Stonewall. There's also Southern. There's the Dive, which Miss Vicky, formerly of Parliament House, she went back to District Dive on Sunday and she made did a debut. shift. Yes, made her her dive debut and went back to work for the first time in two years. Congratulations! And so Vicky. happy. We love you, Miss Vicky. Yeah, you can go see Taylor or Joel or Locke or Addison, and they yeah. have a bevy of beauties. They're all there. And also what's coming up on December 25th, besides Christmas, Jeff. Who? Jeff Munzig. Yes. The par- uh, he is also a bartender at, at well, previously at, previously at Parliament House, currently at District Dive, and at Stonewall. Um, but Jeff is having his onesie birthday party. Ooh. And even What's though it's Christmas, mean? meaning, um, and I believe it's at, at Dive or at Southern at Dive, that he's going to have his onesie party, meaning you come in and everybody wears their onesies and have a good time. Onesies like pajama onesies. Mm-hmm. One, onesies, think, not onesie onesies. That would ooh. be funny if onesie had a onesie party and called it onesies onesies. <laughs> it's a fringe show in the writing. It really is. Can you wear rompers? Or is it strictly you'd have to be in? No, it's, I mean, it's not a hard set rule, but, yeah. it, but Jeff likes pajama onesies. So that's why he's been on the show also recently, not recently, but <laughs> a couple years ago with us. He used to come in with Locke. Yes. So this is something I really want to talk about, and I think it's hilarious. When I started reading, I'm like, we're talking about this on the show. What's that? 
Mama herself, RuPaul, she is getting schooled by by the gays for saying that he does not get Spider-Man because RuPaul himself is gay, so that's why he doesn't get Spider-Man. What about it doesn't he get? He doesn't get what the reason he's like i don't understand the reason um he you know he's asked a couple of of the writers um because he was on jimmy kimmel live when this all came out and he says you know a couple of your writers i asked them what's the thing with spider-man i get superman i get wonder woman i've never gotten spider-man and so jimmy kimmel was confused and he said why and rupaul goes you know i think because i'm gay i think that's probably it (laughs) So, so then it goes on talking about he understands Superman. He described it as the story of Christ, the story of an ascending master, you know, coming down. Saying Superman represents the hidden specialness and uniqueness that each of us has. But what is the thing with Spider-Man? I don't understand the hidden meaning, the hidden meaning behind Spider-Man. So Jimmy Kimmel explained to him that his, the popularity came from the fact that he was real, he was funny, and he was young, and he makes kids feel like they can be a superhero too. And then RuPaul chimed in, the thing is, Clark Kent is hot. <laughs> well, Ru, I have to tell you, some people think Spider-Man is hot. Or Peter Parker, I should say, because since you say Clark Kent is hot, some people think Peter Parker is hot. I mean, he's got that ginger thing going on in but the comics. Is all, exactly where it's coming from is all comics. Yeah, it's just comic books. It's not. It's not really meant to be. You know, Superman was really supposed to be an American hero. You it know? was all supposed to be in your own imagination. I have never in my life thought of Superman as ever the coming of Christ ever. Uh, or even trying to be that way, you know. If anything, oh, it does attach to Mormonism. The, well, they have apocalypse. Well, yeah, they all have some certain different things. Like they have apocalypse on Superman. The the um the planet apocalypse. Is there a zombie Superman? There's um you know the, just like in Batman and Superman comics. There's Desaad, um, which Desaad. What is that? He is um. Desaad is like uh, the Marquis Desaad. Yes, that's where it, <laughs> and he likes and he likes inflicting pain on on people. He's a bad man, a villain, you know. But yeah, he, there's so they Desaad. took a real person and made a cartoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they've done all kinds of stuff like that in comics, but they give them names that are like their names. It's like it, you know. Um, okay. Lots of them. There's lots of different things like that. And Wonder Woman. Look at all the mythology. You know, Hiroshima, Hiroshima, Hiroshima. <laughs> Hippolyta, Hiroshima, Hippolyta, the island. I mean, there's just so many with that. Yes, so, yes. so RuPaul, <laughs> even though RuPaul claims he doesn't get Spider-Man because RuPaul is gay, LGBTQ fans <laughs> social media to tell him otherwise. I mean, it shoots webs. Right, right, and and different people have also come out and talked about, hey, Spider-Man had a big deal on my gay awakening, my gay sexual awakening, you know, Spider-Man had a lot to do, and, um... That gives a different meaning to your spider senses tingling. And, of course, you know, there was, like, somebody had a picture of Spider-Man in his spider suit, the lower bottom half from behind, and it says, this is why gay men like (laughs) Spider-Man, 
It's all kind of stuff. All kind of stuff. I only, I've only just realized the impact 2000's Tobey Maguire had on my gay sexual awakening. Mm-hmm. So people were like, okay, you know, that it's... It's not just so much hotness, um, you know. <laughs> Spider-Man taught someone even said, you know, they said, "I'll break it down real easy for you, Mama RuPaul." Spider-Man taught us that even us misfits have a place in this life. So it, you know, there's so much, but okay, Gaga. But RuPaul just doesn't get it. Oh, she gets it. I think she's just stoking it for clicks. Probably. That's. I think so too. I think so, too. I really do. There's something else that I don't really watch. I don't have Netflix. Do you have Netflix? Sometimes. Sometimes, depending on if the password Maybe. Who's asking? (laughs) It's not the Netflix police. But there's a show on Netflix. It's by Netflix and Riot Games. It's an animated show. And it's called Arcane. I've not seen it. And it's got two um, two people in it, Vi and Caitlin, and they have the this lesbian relationship that's going on, and thousands of people have latched on to it, and it's become a, a pretty much like a gay phenomena because there's like a special fandom that they're not just gay geeks, but they're geeking, but also lesbians, and they're getting into it's animated. What's the name of the show? Um, Arcane, A R C A N E, Arcane. So, they, um, the great is that the fandom is queer themselves, but all of the artists and authors identify as, as LGBTQ+, as they sink into a show that throws aside the male gaze and seeks to depict two women in a relationship that understand the nuance that so few queer relationships in animation or otherwise are able to express. Bring it. So, I'm like... I'm like, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, we were talking, you know, about girls, you know, bars for the girls and stuff like that. Well, this is animated series for the girls. So it's, like, really good. They they began as rivals, Vi and Caitlin. As in, so it's got some good story, you know. It's got some really good stories with it. They were rivals, and they grow into companions who aren't afraid to flirt and confide in one another. <laughs> but... I say yay. I'm More like, representation I'm like, is better. Yeah, yeah. And they're totally like uh, oil and water. They're relatable. Vi grew up on the streets, so she's kind of more tough-hearted and everything. But Caitlin is all beautiful, and she's sweet and nice and kind of naive. I'm like, I just think that's great. You know? Fascinating. Like, like you said, representation. But, I mean, just like we talked about before with... Um, it's a generation making what they didn't have when they were growing up. Yeah. It keeps increasing the knowledge base. We didn't have any gays in any of the comics, you know. Now we have Superman, Jonathan well, Kent. Like you just said, a we lot of people said it, it, it awakened them. So maybe yeah. we did. Um, yeah, but that was more of a wish. That was their wish list. It was more of a wish list thing. I mean... I think it's a journey to awareness for a yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. And if you find it through comics, or you find it through romance novels, hot. or you find it through a book that you might meet at a, get at the library. Yeah, 
Yes, as a matter of fact, we do have a story about that too. I mean, we've talked about it before that, uh, you know, about the library, um, people in libraries, being public libraries and school libraries wanting to ban books. But we're going to dig a little deeper into the, uh, one specific state, which is Texas. Yeah. We talked about Texas before, but so. Um, what is his name? Texas lawmaker Matt Krause. He wants to see these books removed from um from school libraries, and he is. There are eight hundred and fifty inclusive titles that he wants out of school libraries. And guess how many many are gay? Sixty two percent. Most of them, if I may. The majority. Yep. As of yesterday. Hmm. The public library in Lanau County, Texas, will close for three days to take down online access as they go through all of their books and do the purge. Oh, really? Well, this is, I mean, it hasn't, I don't think anything has come of it yet. No, this just happened today. Oh, okay. This morning they did it. Some of the other stuff, they they, they want to ban a book by James Patterson. They want to ban um, the V for Vendetta author, Alan Moore. Uh, they have all these different ones that it's like, what? I mean. And some of them, they're really reaching. Very much. Now, this one. Really reaching. Yes, really reaching. And this one, which we've talked about it before, uh, Juno Gender Dawson. Um, no, she, this book is gay. It's a nonfiction book for teens. Um, and she actually had a challenge on that book in, in 2016 in Alaska. And all her friends were like, oh, you've made it now. This is going to be great for your publicity. But. Basically, this girl wanted to be clear. She's like, none of my books have turned young people into lesbians, gay men, bi people, or trans folk. You know, she just was, she wrote it because from her time working as a personal social and health education teacher, there was a gap in the market. There wasn't any kind of books that anyone could lead or anything like that. They don't need anywhere besides the individual that reads its brain. And not only that, um, whenever in school, sex education classes, they only talk about heterosexual, and that's all they teach, and cisgender is all they teach. So, you know, so there wasn't a book, a textbook, or anything like that. So she wanted to be approachable, funny. She really did well. Um... And yeah, the books are also being challenged in Wyoming, here in Florida, and also Texas and other parts of it. It's just ridiculous. And she, well, she came out and she said it herself. She said, "I don't mind spelling them out. The book is this book is gay. Explains how to safely have, um, how to fa- safely have intercourse, um, how to access prep to avoid HIV transmission." the difference between cis and trans bodies and she clarifies words and phrases that teenagers have almost certainly read online like grinder um and then some oh, other exactly yeah but like there was the joy of sex the book that yes. came out in the 70s shortly thereafter there was the joy of gay sex yes yeah it's always going to be there yeah you can't make it go away so, yeah, 62% of them, of the titles that he wants banned from Texas libraries are, are LGBTQ plus issues. Affirming. And Usually I, affirming. Yeah. 
Yeah. And what's really weird is a lot of the, the um, I will say, I'll just say this, you know, he's a, he's a Republican, he's on the right. So a lot of the, them are talking about cancel, you know, the cancel culture and how, they're, how they shouldn't have it and all that stuff. Yet they're turning around and trying to silence books, which is cancel culturing. Books. No, that's just flat out repression. Yeah, yeah. Repression. Removing it. But I always say what's good for the geese is good for the gander. This is not America. Right. La, 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 la. <laughs> Right. A little did, piece of you, a little piece of me will die. Have you ever watched Sex in the City, or did you watch that when it was on? Uh, yes. I watched some of it. I wasn't like a diehard. Poor Chris Nath, by the way. I'm like, I, I wasn't, I was a fan of watching it, but I wasn't so much to where I had to go to Sex and the City watching parties and have Cosmos and, you know, like I wasn't that diehard. Well, the reboot, which is called And Just Like That, Snap. seems to go and tease towards a queer storyline for uh, Miranda. Isn't that shocking? Because isn't she? Well, she the actress, yes. Well. The actress is. Is so, it art imitating life or light making a movie? Right, right. So basically, um, it's the third episode. It's Cynthia Nixon, who plays Miranda, and the gang going to see Shay Diaz. And Shay Diaz is played by non-binary icon Sarah Marira. I am really messing this up. Sarah Ramirez. Sarah Ramirez? Yeah, and they're watching, going to watch her perform a stand-up oh, comedy. Wasn't she on Lost? No. Was she? No. Different oh. girl. So, um, basically, after the show, Miranda told Carrie and Charlotte she was going to head home, but she instead snuck into Shay's after-show party. And so, while she was there, um, Shay said something about she wanted to um, shotgun her, give her a shotgun. They were partaking in my medicine. So, she wanted to give her a shotgun. And their mouth, you know, like when you give a shotgun, their mouths were like right there at each other. Mm -hmm. So, it really brought in a lot of, you I know, used to pull that scent in high school with the Stray yes, Boys. Yes. It was absolutely a blast. You want and a it shotgun? Works. Oh, it did. It works. Mm, faster than a six-pack. So it's looking like Miranda, they might go and, you know, have Miranda... Come out. Come out of the closet. Maybe even be bisexual because she's with her husband, but they haven't been together in the biblical sense for years and years. I know, but her closet needs just barely big enough for her clothes. She can't fit <laughs> in there, too. It's New York, after all. That's true. That's I true. I mean, apartments are closets in New York. <laughs> A part, the whole, uh, yeah, it's coming to my living room. No, you don't invite people over in New York. You don't? That's, no. Only the ones that are the ones that are big. Um, no, usually you need people out. You need a what? You need people out. Oh. Your apartment is usually 900 square feet and nobody comes in your space. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. No. I did not know that. Completely different. You have to know them a long time to bring them into your space. Yeah, I guess that's right. That's right, because your in space San is Francisco, so... In San Francisco now, you have so many roommates that it's all, uh, it's more like a dormitory or a frat house is how you live. You live with family. Oh, really? Completely different way to live. Oh. Fascinating. That really is fascinating. Oh, well, I'm looking at something. <laughs> like, wait a minute, I gotta find this article I was looking at. So, 
you know, it's while we're going on. One shout out. Since, go ahead, give a shout out. Felix the House Cat, who's an originator of house music, is going to be playing at Barbarella in January. Oh, if really? If you want to hear where music came from and where it's going, you should get tickets and see him. Oh, okay. Well, that's neat. Yes, if you want to see him do that. I just wanted to say that we are towards the middle of the show, a little bit over. Ooh. But that says that it's time for a little bit of learning about your gay history. Yes. History. History X. <laughs> yes, this yes. week's Your Gay History. I want you kids to know. We're going to rewind. All of you that keep saying, you know, yay, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, he was the first openly gay guy to run for president. No, you it, are wrong. It, murp, wrong, murp. No mistletoe. Basically, his name is Fred Carger, Carger, K-A-R-G-E-R. He was the first openly gay person from a major party to run for president. Which party? Republican. No, shh. No, not at all. Basically, in 2012, um, his campaign was eight years before South Bend, um, and South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg announced his candidacy. Well, he he's a Republican. He's a gay Republican. He had never ran for office, but in 2012, he did run. Uh, he did go for the GOP for president. He ran for it, but that was the same year that Mitt Romney did it. Newt Greenridge, Michelle Bachman, Rick Santorum. Wasn't there 312 people in that one? There was like a whole bunch of them. So basically, he did not fit into the clown car his, his campaign did not fit no. into what they oh, wanted God. to yeah. have at the debate because what he wanted to do he wanted as a gay man to make it to the debate stage so that other gay but this was 2012 see it. yes pre-ogreville yeah. yeah no that so, wouldn't happen so he um so he wasn't he was in there but he didn't end up he didn't end up you know making it to the to the ending of it, you know, because... To the crowning of Miss Universe? Yeah, to the crowning of Miss... No, to the crowning of... Miss America. <laughs> of Miss, yeah, and he's a moderate Republican, but he didn't make it to the... To the... Finale. To, yeah. <laughs> to the general election. The tribe Let's put it Pegasus. that way. But he didn't even make it on TV because right. because they didn't pick him just like how this what whenever Donald Trump was running they had so many people running that they only picked certain people to be on the debate debate stage the people that had the most percentage so you turned my brain off there I got you though <laughs> you said the clown word <laughs> so basically he said that he wanted to shake up the Republican Party he lives in WeHo and mm. he he's like the, they didn't have any great candidate. You know, in West Hollywood. Mm -hmm. oh. So he said that he thought there was an opening for a moderate at the time because the party had moved oh, so man. far to the right. It's like, oh, if you could see that now, what happened then? So he was born and raised in Chicago area. Um, he was excluded from any Republican debates, but he did appear on the primary and caucus ballots in six different states. Um, in June of 2012. So he also, he had been in the closet. He came out to his family when he was 41, but he did not come out until he was 61 out in, out in public. 
So he um, he came out of the public. Then, after being a Republican for 50 years, he said he's going to leave the party to vote for Democrat Pete Buttigieg. So he had told him Buttigieg have had talks. Buttigieg even in the media has said, no, I'm not the first. Buttigieg. Booty judge. What did I call him? Booty judge. Booty judge. I that's that's what I call him. Booty judge. Booty judge. So booty judge said, you know, hey, you know, I, I'm not the first, and he had set the record straight. But Fred, <laughs> Fred Carter people. Straight. Fred Carter was the first openly gay male from a major party to be a candidate for president. So anybody can be one. Yes, anybody can. Aw, and he even, he had a gay uncle. Every, everybody needs a gunkle. Gunkles. He had a gay uncle, so that's what did that. Now, to go into something else about the GOP. <laughs> no. Let's no. talk about Miss Danielle Neuschwanger. What happened what to the, the old Schwanger? I don't know. I don't know what happened to the old Schwanger, but the Neuschwanger. Danielle Neuschwanger. She is a GOP candidate for Colorado governor seat. And she is claiming that the current first out governor, first gay governor that is out of the out, closet. Period, gay, period. Jared Paul. Married, gay, period. Yeah, yeah. But she says that he is not gay, that he is an abuser. She come out and she said, he's not really gay. He was once married to a woman whom he abused and sexually assaulted a female colleague. So this is, she made the remarks at an event um, in, that sounds like in Canyon City. It really does. It really does. Uh, an attendee had, uh, did an audio recording of it, and that's where that came up. Now, she's also, um, she also is... She she remarked about crazy GOP constituents, a legislative candidate advocating to ban the gays and gay adoption, government secrets about JFK's assassination, and rival Republican gubernatorial candidates. Nothing about the lizard people. So she's pulling a Trump on them. She you know oh, really just saying something. Because she says, you guys want to know something about Paulus? He's not even gay. So she says, I didn't know any of this until, like, we got involved in politics. So his real name is Jared Schutz, and he was married to a woman who he used to abuse the heck out of. Now, just to show, just to give a little thing, yes, his name was Jared Schutz, and in the year 2000, he changed it. (laughs) Sorry, I go there. In the year 2000. Me too. In the year 2000. In the year 2000. Thanks, Conan. We'll always have that bit. He changed, we always will. He changed his name over to his mother's maiden name. O'Brien. So, no, Paulus. (laughs) So there's no evidence. Okay, I'm back on track. There's no evidence whatsoever that he was ever married to a woman, or he was or, a subway, subway spokesman. Right. There's no evidence anywhere that he ever sexually assaulted anyone. He has been out and gay throughout his political career, um, and throughout his career, political career includes 2001 to 2007 on the Colorado Board of Education and congressman from 2009 to 2019. That's some audacity for her to say that. Yeah. That's yeah. audacity, children. Yeah. Oh, and so so she calls, Neuschwanger calls his marriage a sham. 
I know. Calls his marriage a sham. Not a pillowcase? It's just like, wait a minute. Now, now to talk about the sexual... Organ? uh, uh, No, no, actually to talk about um, basically what happened in 1999. He he was accused of assault, not sexual assault, but just regular assault. A woman was his personal assistant when he was in in private business in 1999. And then the woman was hitting him with a bag, and so he shoved her in self-defense. Um, and so whenever they ended up going through her bags, they found a whole bunch of stolen documents from the um, Of course they from, did. He was a good business. lawyer. So she got charged, and she pled guilty to stealing trade secrets because they found company contracts and stuff in her bag. So this woman, whatever her name is, is pulling a TMZ trying to spin it? Sh- New Schwanger. Mm, I like the old one. So yeah, this yeah, we need, Yeah, she even she even alleged that he's getting funding from George Soros. Oh, of course, which, that has to be in there. That yes, that name has to be in there. Somewhere around the corner, there's the letter Q. Uh huh. She okay. also she also said that he was born in California, not, not Colorado. That he's a cov- He's she said that he's cousin to California Governor's Gassum Newsom. Nothing about children's pizza in a parlor. It's, oh, uh, there is one like that. <laughs> how, that. How did I know that was that coming? staffers bring sex workers to his home for swinger parties. From the gap. It's like, come on. New Schwanger, we already, you know, we miss Sister, the days. Sister, call me. I know a therapist. We miss the days of the old Schwanger. Mm. We don't need the new Schwanger. It's, we need just the whole. Doesn't Colorado have legal weed? Because maybe she needs a prescription. Right. They do. They do, they do. If any of y'all that are listening can help her out with a card, please mail it to her before she's governor. Yes, yes. Send her some cards. Send her, send her some magazine subscriptions. Yes. Some people send a lot of thoughts and prayers. Some people send. I want to talk about my favorite story of the week. Which one is that? The obituary. That's exactly where I'm at to talk about. Yay! I want this band to write my obituary. So <laughs> it is hilarious. It's gone. It's gone like totally uh, virt- viral. So her name. She passed away, and God be with you, Renee Mandel um, Corin. Corin. K-O-C-C-O-R-R-E-N. Her son, Andy, wrote her obituary. It was beautiful. It was disrespectful. It was funny. It was probably more true than anything else. He calls her his plus-size Jewish redneck tough gal. And she passed away at 84, and his obituary has gone viral because basically... Um, he's a writer too. He's you a writer, tell. but he it describes her talent as dyeing her red roots, weekly manicure, dirty jokes, pure fishing, rolling my type of medicine, and buying dirty magazines. And he even said that his mother was a bit of a scammer, <laughs> but says the world needs more colorful characters like her. <laughs> so. She turned. She uh, turned her pain into art. Is how it was. No, he turned her life into art. So that's yeah. That's where he got it from because he said he took it from her. That t- she took pains in life and she made it into art. So he turned around and was like, "I'm going to take this and do it." I know. Now she. He has four brothers. <laughs> I know. The part that killed me was says she was a, a redneck American woman that loved to spend money. And it says, this is not good news for me, 
Madden courting surviving grandchildren, children, great grandchildren, who knew and loved her in a way. There will be much mourning in many glamorous locations that went bankrupt in. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's like, in Devil's Hill, North Carolina, where her dreams, credit rating, and marriage were buried. <laughs> where they At that point, I fell apart. My favorite part was, Renee was born in McKeesport, Pennsylvania, where she first fell in love with ham and atheism. <laughs> I was like, And of oh course, my Miami, where Renee's parents, uncles, aunts, and several attorney hopes of all Miami Dolphins fans <laughs> everywhere are buried pretty deep. She was preceded in death by her husband, Don Shula. Yes. <laughs> it was like obvious lie. And then there's so many truths. Yes. Yes. And it was just so touching that it was by her gay son. And he, he told about all of his brothers and himself. Yeah, they, they went through all so many different things. So this lady in London tracked him down and called him. Oh, really? She did. Ooh. And she wrote about it in The Guardian. And she wanted to know. She At first she said, I just thought a few friends would read it. Uh-huh. And he was still in shock from her death. He was writing the obituary at times with her. Right. And he's like, I don't have any interest in formats or straight jackets that you divide you of your humanity or seek to totally artificial whitewash. Who needed a credit report after you're dead? Right. So he's like, my mom loved Larry King, so that's why I said she was in there. And he wanted to make it. He's like, you know, people people want to talk about real America. Take five seconds with my family. She was America through and through. And he just, uh, he, he colored her life with anecdotes and her affair with Larry King in the 60s like you're talking about. But then he also just wanted to, he also just wanted to put out something real, right. you know, saying, hey, this is real. She lied a lot. But on the plus side, she didn't cook, she didn't clean, and she was lousy with money, too. <laughs> and he's like, I come from three ancient and proud traditions of storytelling, Jewish, gay, and Southern. Yes. And he emphasized that his point of view does not speak for his brothers. Right. He did emphasize that because... You know, some people wouldn't take that. Some people would just be too, oh, no. But he's writing a story about his life, and I'm sure this will be the finale piece that will get it sold. Yeah, yeah. But I thought the obituary was absolutely lovely. I thought it was, too. I was very taken by it. I was like, oh, okay. So, something on TikTok. TikTok. There's a group of guys, and their TikTok name is The Old Gays. The Old Gays. So they get to meet a six-year-old fan, and the fan's name is Evan, and Evan loves dresses. He loves wearing dresses. So... Uh, he wears them every day. He, they go to school, his family, even though no matter what happened, his mom says that Evan never sees other Evans in the world. So that's why whenever um, they had seen the TikTok people, the old gays on TikTok, they're like, oh, wait a minute. This is another Evan. You know, Evan gets to see people who they're like, who he's like. So Evan, he's autistic, he's all, he's non-binary, he calls himself a boy-girl, and he uses the pronouns he, him, and they, them. 
So she, the mother says that she's never, she, she never put word in, in any kind of words in his mouth. It's always come out. You know, you never know how your child's going to be when you're born. They just, when they're born, yeah. they just develop yeah. and you just love and support them. And so she's like, you know, the autism doesn't define him. So nothing else defines him. So she, the mother, was following the old gays on TikTok, and she was a fan. And so after comment on one of the videos, um, they had gotten in touch with the team, and they arranged to drive to their home two hours away so Evan can meet them. So Evan got to meet them. Aww. Isn't that sweet? Oh, see, that makes it right there. And the old gays also, they were like, oh, they saw video clips of Evan. They were all instantly moved by Evan. And they all said, you know, of course, would love to meet him. And so when they got... Now, we're talking really old gays or just moderately old gays? No, they're all gays. Okay. They're all gays. Not Palm really old. Miami gay? Uh, old gay? Yeah, and, but they okay. all wear dresses. But they're not wearing heels. They're just like the radical fairies. Yeah. Got it. And they're just wearing dresses. And whenever they went to meet Evan, they also came in all wearing dresses. And so Evan was just like, oh, my gosh, look, more people like me. Wow. That's the that's what it's all about. Yeah. And the guys grew up. uh, One of the guys grew up in rural Arkansas and being gay was never a public discussion or anything. So their own each one of them, their own stories and how they've overcome that, it, it just keeps giving back. It keeps yeah. more and more giving back. I just thought that was hilarious. So whenever I'm just like, the old gays, what a name. I got to follow them. Right. Especially with what they're going to put out there. Could be anything. So our last story for the day we'll talk about is Lazarus Rise. I love that name. I love that name. Lazarus Wise is from Colorado Springs, and he is a transgendered queer man himself. And basically, he began studying criminal justice and forensic. He didn't finish to get his degree, but he wanted to put it to use, to knowledge. So what he's doing is he is highlighting the cases of missing LGBTQ people because he noticed that they would go unseen. You know, like you'd hear a whole bunch of straight people you know, oh, missing woman, missing child, missing this, that. But they never look, they never do any kind of trans or anything like that. And basically what sparked it was um, um, in 1988 here in Florida, Julie Doe. I don't know if you remember that. I do. Whenever they, they had an unidentified woman who they called Judy Doe, Julie Doe. But it wasn't until 2015 that they realized that through a DNA test that she was transgender. It wasn't an actual, you know, it wasn't a cisgender woman. Nice. So, yeah, and because of that, he's, you know, he had said there's such lack of representation with queer, black, and brown people that people don't really care. They listen. They don't listen when they go missing, and they end up unidentified. So he's gotten... um, he goes not just new cases, he goes back to old cases and anything like that to try to help and then he puts out he puts out the word of the missing people and puts you know, puts out the word for it, which is really great. I thought Carl Nassab donating his cleats was oh, really great. That's actually we're gonna talk about that too. We're gonna and and 
Yeah, we'll talk about that real quick. Carl Nas, Nas how do you pronounce Nassab. that? Nassam, Nassab. He he is donating his cleats to well, not his cleats, but donation from auction. He designed a new cleat that's going to be for sale uh-huh. on the NFL's website called My Cause My Cleats. Oh, okay. And uh, it raises awareness and money for the LGBTQ community and their rainbow cleats. That Are you kickballers and softballers, anybody that needs good cleats? It goes to the Trevor Project, and for him, and because each one of the each one of them, um, each one of the football NFL players are doing that for their communities. For yeah, for different communities, and they're yeah, and and uh, sadly he didn't get to wear the cleats because he didn't play that game that they all played. Uh, he didn't wear his cleats, so you can get brand new cleats if you want them. <laughs> Who wants anybody's feet, foot funk in it? And if any of our people want to do some holiday cheer, you can go to Trans Santa, and you can go to their Insta page. Really? And they have a wish list of everybody that could apply, which was until this morning. Uh-huh. And you can buy them Christmas gifts. Oh, wow. And you can donate directly on the website to charities that will help directly to the can- trans community. It was founded by India Moore uh-huh. from Pose, and it started in 2020, and this is the first year that they're buying gifts, and they're having Santas, and just go to the... Oh, well, that is really neat. Yep, Trans Santa and the Instagram page, and that'll link you to everybody's pages and their story and their wish list, what they'd like for Christmas. Oh. Spread some cheer. And where do you find that at? Uh, Trans Santa on Instagram. T-R-A-N-S-S-A-N-T-A. Oh, okay. Huh, I didn't realize that. It actually runs all year long, and the Instagram also uh, runs as a frequently asked questions highlight on the group. In addition to buying gifts, trans Santas can donate all year long. Oh, well, that's neat. So let's put some hum hum in these people's lives. That is really, really A click neat. of the mouse. You could yeah. get somebody something as easy as an Amazon card or something that would buy them a, a journal. Something else, since we're talking about trans and some things, but J.K. Rowling with her anti-trans self, that, Ooh, you know, the position that, that she's tried. Well, they're, they're quit, quit it, quit it, quit no it, quit it, quit are changing their name. Quit it. First of all, there are different reasons. Um, it's... Not just because of her. It's also because it's a Warner Brothers trademark name. Quidditch. Is. Yeah, but they're stepping back from it. Yeah, yeah. So, but because of J.K. Rawlings. She's poisoning the well. Yeah, so because of that, two leagues are set to choose a new name for their Quidditch sport. Uh, the U.S. Quidditch and Major League Quidditch. Which, they th- are going to still keep the same acronym the usq and mlq they're not going to change that but good for her Uh, good for them good for them to not so much for jk right not yeah yeah Mm -hmm. not at all for not not at all for her she already got her her cheddar honey do you watch the challenge root mtv no Oh, I do. There was a girl on there, Nani, in this last season. Nani and um, 
oh my gosh, I can't remember <laughs> she, her girlfriend's name. But she's been, Nani has been on the season for like ages. And she's been, you know, they always show her with these guys and stuff. But this season now, she has actually been with a girl. Ooh, and she was kind of really scared about coming out. Yeah, but but she's come out. And I'm like, good for you, girl. Everybody's scared when you finally kick the door out. So yay for you, Nani, and I can't remember the other girl's name that she's with. She she was on Big Brother. She won Big Brother. Now she's on The Challenges. I can't remember what her name was, is, uh, right hmm. yet. But guess what? What? Oh. Holiday. It's Holiday. been another edition Holiday. of Out Loud Orlando, the homo happy hour. Remember, fight the good fights and always swing first. We are one human family, somewhat dysfunctional, but we are still one human family. I am DJ Crazy JC John. I love you. I love you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And we will see you next Tuesday. Girl, let's go jingle. Jingle, jingle. Time to get the jingle on. Come on, Rudolph. Oh, you just did not. Come on, Vixen. Santa. Come on, Vixen. Mm-hmm. You Come on, Prancer Vixen. and Dancer. We've got the Prancer and Dancer here. Comment the Cupid. Ooh. Ho, ho, ho.